Welcome to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Bizdira, Kit, Bria, and Flick. Last week, the party turned into giant kaiju beasts and fought each other. <laughs> I, it was weird and wild, and I, we had a good time. We return to them now, back in their own bodies and minds, back in the cave in the mountains where they sought shelter for the night. What do our adventurers think of their recent experience? Are there more exciting secrets to be found in this cave? And what exactly is their plan going to be when they decide it's time to finally approach the Arcanium? Let's find out. Hey, y'all. Hi. Ooh, I'm going to have to cut so much of our opening intro music because that was the shortest intro I think we've ever had. (laughs) (laughs) It was just like, I don't really want to like rehash all of last week's episode. Go listen to it. I know, right? I have so many things. First of all, (laughs) for those of you listening and thinking that Alex didn't put a lot of oomph on the and flick i disagree with you but it's because you couldn't see his face he like wanted to go into like a country twang accent and you could tell by the positioning of his mouth but then it <laughs> came out normal and i love you alex um what was the next <laughs> i think i i think do you want to see me it. have a mental breakdown is that like yeah. your, is that your like mo here no i'm saying it's a good thing i'm saying like you were trying so hard and i want people to appreciate that you were trying like you my eye twitch just like (laughs) i just i have to i have to say that my favorite part because i understand exactly what you're doing uh taryn but also beginning with now for those of you who think that alex was just terrible (laughs) and awful and didn't accomplish anything just now Poor kid. She's She's gonna have the most supportive mother that causes the most insecurities. Oh yeah. Don't all of us have that? I mean well Hi mom, you listen, although you're not caught up right now, so have a while before I have to deal with that. Uh, Free therapy for everyone. You can use our space code TLR. Um, TLR tears. TLR tears. Oh my God. TLR tears. Oh God. Oh, <laughs> oh, I had no. more to say, but um... yeah, I was like, I was about to be like, "How is everyone doing this week?" <laughs> everybody, everybody thinks if we keep podcasting after this campaign is over, we're going to do another D and D podcast, but it's just going to be a talk show because I get my yeah. Well, you said the Arcanium, and my brain was lit- It's been so long. Since I have even, I like, I was like, are we back in season one? Yeah, which what one? is happening? <laughs> because the the one on the uh, never eat the Eastern Island. Nope. Nope. What? No. Never eat soggy waffles. I haven't heard that in so long. Okay. I, I was told no soggy ideas. worms, which makes even Ew. less sense. I know. I've heard sour worms before. So what? maybe the person that told me was combining them. But soggy waffles was what I was I taught. I think Karin and I are on the same page here. You guys don't know these things? Never heard of this before. The cardinal directions? Yeah, never heard of this before. I just know north, south, east, west. Like, east was to the right. That's that's what I've known my entire life. If, it's, well, if, you go- if north is up... East is right. (laughs) But I I think that they usually leave those things out of homeschooling, right? It's been so long. It's been so long. long. We have done so well. I know that the... the... Erasing the board that's like, number of days. (laughs) Number of days without an insult. Zero. (laughs) (laughs) With me? Come on. It's always at zero. No, no, no. It's like maybe two weeks and then we record again. (laughs) Um... I'm very sad that I missed Alex's face, but I got lost after saying my name because I looked down at my notes and saw I started dating, and the last date I have is July 12th. That was a long time ago. That's a very long time ago. That's why I got so lost. I was like, wait, what? Really? Is that it? And the note right above that just says, at a shipwreck underwater. <laughs> oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. None of that's true anymore. None of it's true anymore. I take terrible D&D notes. Which is hilarious because when I went to school and graduated with high marks, everyone was asking me for my notes. Mm-hmm. We should we should play D and D quickly before a response, a rebuttal, or a <laughs> comeback is thought up. Hi, Karen. 
Hi. How you, how you doing over there? Uh, school starts this week, so my brain is thoroughly uh, in the world of social impact investing. Uh, <laughs> whoa. There, every word just totally changed what you were saying, and it was amazing. It hurts, it hurts yeah. my brain. And I Surprise. start a class tomorrow, but Woo-hoo. not Ooh, Everybody's like going back to school. I might take a Reiki class. <laughs> there you go. That sounds great. It's good. Good energetic. I, I'm, I'm not taking any classes right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't want to do that. <laughs> not, not right now. Maybe later, but not now. <laughs> Could we play D and D now? Let's go. Yes, let's no. do it. Never. Thank you. All right. So you find yourselves back in the cave. The darkness is gone. Uh, the the lights in the carvings are gone. If you ran your hands across the, the wall or the floor, Kit, I don't know, I guess if you climbed up to the ceiling and rubbed your hand <laughs> up against where your carving was on the ceiling, you would be able to barely feel uh, ridges and divots and something there, but you can't make it out. The tiny hut is cast. You all are back. Hmm. I have a question. Yeah, me too. Please. The same question. <laughs> so... Okay. Once the tiny hut is cast, the whoever's inside can walk in and out freely, right? Except for Flick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Mirko could when we did this last time. Right, yeah. right. So, um, Bizdir's just going to kind of look around at everybody, get up and walk back towards where she saw the darkness originally and look around the corner again. Sure. Uh, why don't you make a wisdom perception check? That's a 10. So you turn around the corner and the darkness that you cannot see through is not there. Uh, it is it is dark because it is a cave, but it's mm-hmm. not that magical darkness that you experienced last time. And with a ten, you don't hear anything, but you do see, you are sure you see, like, a flickering light way deeper down this tunnel. Okay. She's going to go back and, like, sit down and just say, darkness gone, flickering light. I don't, what happened? I, I was just about to say, I feel like we need to have a discussion. <laughs> yeah, did everybody else... Go Did through you? that, too. I, I, I mean, think I ghastly if we're here. talking about the wild dream that yeah. we seem I, to have all just shared, then yes. Dare I say an experience, <laughs> not even a dream. It was an I'm going to look at Mirko and be like... Did you feel that? Uh, Mirko is, like, looking between all of you, uh, and he goes... I have no idea what you four are talking about. Typical. At which point, Bizdir's just gonna, like, fall backwards so she's laying flat on the floor and just go, caca, caca. <laughs> I-, I think Flick is gonna look around and say, now which one of you is the turtle? <laughs> I'm gonna give him a dirty look. <laughs> Bizdir's gonna say, for the first time, not me. <laughs> Mirko is laughing at all of this. So I guess I'll, we'll catch Mirko up on what happened. And if you, if the listeners would like to be caught up, go listen to our 200th episode. Please do, because we ain't doing it here. Can everybody make wisdom insight checks, please? Bizdira. 18. Kit. 10. Bria. 20. And Flick. Will you take passive? I won't for this one. That's okay. It's, um, it's still an 18. Okay. Uh, Berea. Yeah. Every now and again, while you're catching Marco up on what happened, he, like, nods a little too quickly at things. Uh, or, like, starts laughing a little too soon. Like, a little before the punchline sometimes. Why me? <laughs> because you rolled, you rolled the highest. You rolled a I 20, know. and he rolled quite well on his little deception. I am going to go up to him. Mm-hmm. And get real close to his ear mm-hmm. and be like, what'd you do to us? <laughs> <laughs> he looks at you and he goes, nothing. Can that 20 carry over? You're going to make Absolutely. me Absolutely. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he, you can carry over and he is telling the truth. He didn't do anything to you. And I'm going to get even closer to his ear and I'm going to say, what happened to us? Um, he says, okay, 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 okay. I don't know what happened to you. I just felt kind of bad because um, I was the announcer. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> Literally, Bazir sits so stock good. up right and says, You <laughs> son of a bitch. Yeah, he, he like <laughs> nods and is like, and he's still facing you, Bria, and like nods and gestures to Bazir and goes, See? And we give him a punch in the arm, like a brother punch in the arm. Okay. Like a sister to a brother, not a brother to a brother, because that's aggressive. Um, <laughs> and then I. Not wrong, actually. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I know, absolutely. And then I'm going to turn around to everyone else. I got nothing. 
Hmm. Did Bazir tell us about the light in the corner? In the, I have no idea, but I, didn't, I, I don't know if you all wanted to talk more about what happened or move on to that. I don't remember. I don't think we're going to get... I think... I, I'm well, going to say... I think Denier is messing with us. He's, he's still mad at like, No, wait, I, I haven't heard from her in years at this point. <laughs> I don't. I don't know her. No, I don't know her. I don't. I don't know her. Um, I think I would like to roll. Is, is there enough rune about to like discern anything, like oh, Arcana or like I don't know something yeah, like we'll that? Yeah, we'll let the whole thing sort of be included in this because at one point you saw the designs clearly and like you were there. So yeah, go ahead and roll Arcana. Oh, that's that's not very good. It's going to be a <laughs> seven. <laughs> Magic probably just happened. Probably. Yeah. Wait, wait. Oh, fuck fuck, fuck you, Bizdira. Fuck you, Bizdira. What did you I mean, know? It's only a 14. Oh, okay. Well, it's no, better than a seven. I mean, you're, you're somehow more confident than Flick that music, that music, that magic music. just happened. Um, <laughs> there was magic. Flick like, pulls up his flute and is like, music. Oh <laughs> that's, how he, that's how he knows magic now, is obviously right. through his flute. Right. The goes, no, magic. Magic. Not music. But music. Yeah. No, music. No. Magic. Okay. Oh my god, you two, that's a Current <laughs> keeps going to talk and then I, giving up. I know, and, and then they keep saying music and magic at each other. <laughs> um, I would like to turn to Mirko and say, got any more detect magics on ya? Oh, uh, sure. You know what? Mirko should also probably roll our... Co- oh, for God's sake. So I rolled a 19 for his old deception, which is why uh, Bria was the only one who noticed. But now I tried to roll his arcana to see if he knew anything, and he got a 1. So, doesn't know anything more about that. Uh, you wanted... What now, Kit? You wanted... Oh, detect magic. Yeah, he can absolutely pop that on. And he can... He tells you that he detects a really fleeting little bit of uh, enchantment and probably a little bit of transmutation. But, I mean, even as he speaks it to you, the residual whatever sort of fades from view almost entirely. Can I ask him to go look down the hallway and see if he sees anything down that way? Uh, Yeah, he'll poke his head around. Uh, Let's see if he... Yeah, so he pokes his head around and, like, sort of looks surprised and immediately comes back to you all. Well, uh, after a few seconds, comes back to you all and says, Uh, yeah, I saw a light, and I think whatever is casting the light uh, heard me because I heard a lot of shh as I got close to the corner. I think they heard me. Oh, no. Marco! (laughs) He says, no, 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 I think, for what it's worth, I I didn't hear them coming. I think they're hiding from us. We've got this tiny head up, and I want to, like, march around the corner and be like, hey, guys, what's going on? You want to share some dinner? <laughs> My brain just immediately went, is Zebo back? <laughs> Who the sh- oh, Zebo! I don't remember Zebo. Zebo's Dan's Zeebo character. Dan's character in oh, our first right. year. Oh, the little wizard. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, that no would be wizard. super helpful if he could help <laughs> right. change some things in the past. You all can Very see that there are no other callers on this call. Dan is not here to play with us today. Uh-huh. A, a caller can be added at any moment. You exactly. never know. <laughs> yes, we have experienced that before. That's true. That's true. You're not wrong, except that you are, because Dan's not here today. Sad. <laughs> Sad. I still got a wild shape since we took that short rest before. I can go yeah. Spidey over there and check out who's hanging. Sure. <gasps> Wait. <gasps> Wait. What? Sorry, I screwed it up. Can I be a bat right now? Can I do it? It's dark it's enough in here. The dark. <laughs> Bats see in the dark. Mm-hmm. It's a cave. Is that okay with you, Kit? Go be my guest. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. Okay. And I'm gonna wait. Hold a question about your bat. Is it polymorph? It is, yes. but it's it's basically a wild shape because she does okay. with the with the cloak. She gets to keep her mental scores. Cool. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah. she's just gonna become a bat and start living in the cave, and that's just, like, <laughs> we never see her again. <laughs> she's gone. <laughs> she's like, it's really comfy here. I'm home. <laughs> I'm gonna. So I'm gonna. Um, put my cape out. I'm going to reach both my arms out and put my cape out. And then I'm going to spin around in a circle and wrap it around my head while I do that. And then it, I'm going to turn really small and then I'm going to um, start flying over there. Now, what's hilarious is that you all have seen her activate this cloak before literally by accident. So all of the flourish that she just did was absolutely just for fun. 100%. 100%. But this is how um, I do it from now on. I love it. I love it. Um, as a bat, are you also trying to be sneaky or are you just like flying down? Bats don't give a shit. It's a like bat. Badger, but 
Yeah, I don't. I think I'm fine. I don't need to be super sneaky. Okay, great. If they see a bat, they see a bat. And this is how I die. I mean, we haven't seen a lot of animals around. Creature, That's yeah, true. anything. Besides a dragon. Fine, I'll be sneaky. I'm imagining <laughs> that Bria turns into the bat and just starts like the loudest series of echolocation calls you've ever heard. And all three of you are like, or maybe you could not. <laughs> <laughs> now there's shushes coming from all over the cave. All right, right. Uh, right. And they hear roll. the shush. They're like, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> roll. Uh, if you want to be a little sneaky about it, go ahead and roll a dexterity stealth check with the bat's dexterity. But you can still use your. Uh, you've got expertise, I assume. So double your proficiency. <laughs> I think. Like, while she's like headed over there is like kind of speaking a little bit louder than he usually would be like oh hey kit can you hand me that giant sword to me so that and my shield so that we may proceed on when we are red just like kind of like ranting on and on trying to like make us seem tougher than we actually are, I think. Incredible. You make a deception check while I check on Bria's stealth. Oh, I'm gonna help oh. him, though. I'm gonna okay. help make this more uh, more believable by, like... I love it. Yes. Uh, you know, we've got, like, pots and pans and stuff in our packs, so I'm just gonna be, you know, slapping them against each other. <laughs> so much noises. noise, and I love it. Bria, I have a question. <laughs> I guess with that, you can have advantage on your stealth check for what it's worth. Yes, Bizdira, one day I'll get that number from you. Can... I rolled the same fucking number. <laughs> Can anybody outside of the tiny hut actually hear us when we're inside the tiny hut? Oh, shit, that's a really good question. I don't remember. <laughs> Let me check. And if well, because this would check be first, and then I'll proceed with what information we have. Okay, it does not, in fact, appear that there is any indication of like sound dampening within the hut. Okay, so it, they could be hearing us. It might be they muffled. They could hear nothing. Right, right. I think maybe he, if that's the case, he would even like stick his head out purposefully and be like, oh, um, <laughs> beware of my giant no. dart gun. Oh my God. I don't know. I something. rolled a 13. Let's move this along. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you rolled a 13. You fly around the corner. Uh, you, you're flying down and you begin to hear... Uh, so you two also hear, as you get closer, you see the light, uh, you hear a little bit of the shushing and the whatever, uh, and then you hear, like, a growling sound that sort of begins to get a little more intense as you get closer and approaches a kind of roar. Make a perception check for me, Bria, and that's all your own numbers, but I will include the bat's blind sight in what you may or 13. may not find out. <laughs> like that number, huh? Um, I do. <clears throat> okay, so you begin to see, with a combination of your eyes and your echolocating, uh, that there are five individuals back here, uh, further back in the cave, and they seem to have a little makeshift camp made up. And I don't know how far, I don't know how close you want to get to them, but what you have determined so far is that there are five of them. They're all vaguely humanoid-shaped and sized, uh, so you're not sure what is making that terrifying growling, roaring noise, uh, but they are all sta sort of standing or sitting perfectly still. Uh, and I'll say that's mostly from echolocation. You haven't yet gotten them into, like, line of sight, but you can if you want to. Yeah, I'm going to try to stay up towards the top. Okay. And I also want to be checking for weapons. Okay. Uh, so you turn, you finally turn another corner and see now with your eyes uh, these individuals. And um, you don't notice any weapons. You barely notice any provisions. It is a sad little crew. Looks like there are two goblins two hobgoblins that you recognize, and then the fifth creature is what this roaring noise is coming from. There is a small bipedal, definitely like humanoid, but there's a small little black bird person who is opening their beak and making these wild bestial noises. They right. all look, you don't even have to insight check this, they all look pretty fucking scared too. I went back to my um, 
my sheets to see. I'm trying to convince myself to not just drop in on them. Um, <laughs> I knew that's what you were thinking about. <laughs> and I was picturing it in my head. <laughs> looking at my sheets to be like, is there anything that convinced me otherwise to Probably do either not. of these things? Nope, there's not, no. Um, in fact, if I were following my sheets, I would drop down and be like, look at my drawings. Do you see my drawings? <laughs> um, Oh my god. I am gonna drop down. Oh god. <laughs> yes. Because they look scared. Yeah. And I'm gonna try to do it in as nice a way as possible and not super scary. Okay. Um, and I'm gonna drop down in front of them very slowly and become myself again. Okay. Why don't you make me just a flat charisma roll? 18. Oh damn. Okay. Uh, so like, yeah, they're not, they're not not scared, uh, but you know, nobody passes out from fright. Nobody runs screaming (laughs) from the cave. Um, the, the bird, oh, the bird person, which you recognize, because we're not going to play that game, which you recognize as a Kenku, um, like gets louder with the roar for like a second. And then immediately the sound coming from the Kenku switches to be like a whimpering puppy. Can, can. Can you uh, give us an example of how no! that sounds? No, I cannot. Okay, so now I'm in front of them. Uh-huh. And they're all and just I... giant, wide-eyed, staring at you. The Kenku's little whimpers are slowly subsiding, but uh, they're just all... You know, one of them looks like is trying to stand between you and, like, their meager supplies, but that's about it. And I'll say, hey, any magical stuff happen to you guys? Hey everybody, your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands here with a few mid-show announcements. First of all, if you're enjoying the episode so far, it would be salubrious if you could pop on over to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you get our podcast from and leave us a rating and a review. We super appreciate it. We were so happy to get to read a review for our 200th episode last week and we want to keep reading them, so send those in. We also want to remind everyone about our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge to get access to all kinds of cool patron perks, like early access to certain episodes, character sheets for the PCs, and much more. And if that's not all enough, then by supporting us, you will also be supporting a bunch of other content creators across the Patreon sphere via our Patreon at Forward program. You can get more information about that program, a list of all of the Patreons that we are supporting, and more information about our Patreon by going to our Patreon page. Let's say Patreon again. Patreon. Anyway, I want to thank some of our current patrons for supporting us and being awesome. We, of course, want to say thank you to our heralds of Denier, Shimmy Gangat and Tanya, to our honorary party member, Matthew Allen, and to our Shimmerscale tribe leaders, Eugenio, Eliahu of Mert Grove, and Lisa Diane Mercado Etheridge. If you want to get shoutouts on the show and much, much more, hop on over to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge and become a patron today. Enjoy D&D video games, but don't have dozens of hours to dump into another giant RPG? Well, have we got the game for you. Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms is a set-it-and-forget-it idle game featuring tons of your favorite characters from Forgotten Realms lore and from contemporary popular D&D stream shows. You can get more information on the game at CodenameEntertainment.com or on Twitter at at IdleChampions. And when you start playing, use the Electrum Chest codes found every week in our episode notes to get gems, gear, and other power-ups all for free. Enhance your characters and defend Faerun with TLR and Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. We want to thank BattleBards, Scott Buckley, and Kevin McLeod for the music you hear on our show. You can find their collections at BattleBards.com, ScottBuckley.com.au, and in CompTech.FilmMusic.io, respectively. As always, you can, of course, also check the episode notes if you want specific track names, artist names, and links to those tracks. If you ever get adventures, character options, new monsters, or really anything at all from the DMs Guild or from any of the drive through family of websites, be sure to use our affiliate links that you can find on our website or in our episode notes when you shop at those sites so that TLR gets a portion of your purchase. It's like Amazon Smile, but make it D&D. We also want to thank D&D Beyond for their support of our podcast and for being generally amazing in every way possible. If you aren't already a D&D Beyond fan and user, go check out their services at dndbeyond.com. You won't regret it. Fancy a little more last refuge in your life? 
dream of waking up to a cup of glorp and a relaxing puzzle sesh with Flick, or maybe you just want to rep your favorite podcast during your morning run with a TLR t-shirt and water bottle. Well, your dreams can be a reality if you go to bit.ly slash TLR merch store, all lowercase, right now. Our merch store is fully stocked with all sorts of TLR goodness, and we're always on the lookout for ideas for new products. Visit the store, pick something out, and be sure to take lots of pictures and tag us on social media. Very quick little personal announcement. Rivals of Waterdeep has finally gotten to announce our premiere date for season 11. Urban Bohemian and I are going to be taking over the DM seat... seats? Whatever. The two of us are going to be co-DMing the new season starting Sunday, October 3rd at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on twitch.tv slash rivals of Waterdeep. So come hang out. It's going to be a blast. Brian and I co-DMing lots of shenanigans. Hope to see you there on Sunday morning starting next month. Okay, that's all the announcements we got for you this week. Thanks so much for listening. As always, stay safe, stay healthy, fight racism where, when, and however you can. Please get vaccinated and continue to wear masks. And happy gaming, y'all. Hey, any magical stuff happened to you guys? So they look super wide-eyed, and one of the goblins sort of looks around and just shakes her head and goes... No. And I'll say, oh, uh, I'm not here to hurt you or take your stuff. You could absolutely tell that she was about to ask you that. And so she relaxes. Uh, and so does the Kenku and one of the Hobgoblins. But two of them <laughs> also are probably like... still covered in some type of blood. Like there's, <laughs> there's no getting around that at this always, point. Always. Yeah. So uh, you could use some of them are a little less wary, but uh, they are still quite frightened. Uh, back at the camp. Can we hear that this conversation is happening? <laughs> is good I question. think I maybe will. Um, be speaking loudly, not like in a scary loud way, but just loudly enough to be like, hey, I'm talking to these people right now. Right, decidedly mm-hmm. not whispering. Uh, then, yeah. yeah, I think you all can. I don't need rolls in that case. Uh, yeah, I think you all hear, uh, I mean, mostly Bria's side of the conversation. Right. But um, Flick can't leave, right? Flick cannot leave unless he wants to recast it later. It's, you know, whatever. Okay. So Flick, since Flick can't leave, um, he's going to cast message and point over to where Bria is <laughs> and say, um... Please tell me what's going on. <laughs> Get back here, Missy. <laughs> no, keep doing what you're doing. I just need to know. And I'm allowed to respond, right? You are, so briefly, So I yes. will respond and say five creatures who have very meager supplies, really scared, BRB. And I'm going to tell them I have, I have traveling companions who I bet would love to talk to you guys. Can you guys come up towards the front of the cave just to chat one of us can't leave, and I'd rather not have to repeat the conversation. You guys want to come with us? I'm assuming I'm rolling for this. Uh, yeah, because they all look... Persuasion. As soon as you mentioned coming towards the front of the cave, they all look real scared again. Uh, so yeah, I'll take a persuasion check. Oh, you know what, though? This is one of my... I, I literally oh, is this... score below 20, so oh, right. they're coming which, with me. Which we knew. <laughs> um, yeah, there's one of them that might not. I no, he does. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so they'll they'll come with you. They sort of banter with you for a moment about like, are you sure it's safe? Like there are things yeah, out there your stuff. that can this get into the quick. caves if they see us. Oh yeah, we got rid of that dragon. Don't worry about it. Oh, and the, immediately they're like, you killed the dragon. <laughs> and I'm gonna say, well, uh, <laughs> well? <laughs> I'm gonna say no, but I think we're friends. I think we're I think we're good. So you can come along. <laughs> okay, you can't get less than a 20, so they will come with you. But telling them that you were friends with that white dragon has caused some confusing concerns for them in strange that ways that so I look charming. forward <laughs> Just so charming. Incredible. Um, all right, so then, uh, real quick, the three of you, this, uh, you know, just took a couple of minutes. What were you doing back in the hut, you three and Mirko? Panicking. Straining to listen to this conversation. Uh, right, right. And probably- Fair enough. <laughs> probably trying to I'm guessing that Bizdira probably immediately wanted to go there so probably trying to get her not to because that would scare them <laughs> Yeah, I think she's like creeping and creeping like slowly towards like the corner and just being like I know it's fine it's fine I'm not, I'm not going I'm just I'm just I'm just getting closer in case she needs it <laughs> incredible I love it okay. I love it I I think on another train of thought, Flick is like really wants to be over where Bria is, and he's really pissed that he can't leave the tiny hut. So he's gonna make it sound kind of attractive and calming. So he's just gonna play a little tune on his flute. 
as you know, just as like a you know, uh, like the ambiance. You know what I mean? Sure. Let's have a performance check. Mm, That's okay. That'll be a an eighteen. Oh, all right. Yeah, it's lovely. It's 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 nice. Do you want to hear what it sounds like? I don't. So they come around the corner (laughs) and. They uh, they actually don't see the three of you and Mirko because, uh, well, actually, they don't see you, Flick, and they don't see Mirko because I think he would have stayed in the hut. I guess if Kit and Bizdira are out of the hut, they would see the two of you. Um, but you yeah. see this motley crew, terrified looking, led by Bria. Bizdira's going to go, hey, buddies. <laughs> Kit will wave. I-, I personally happen to generally be terrified anytime you say, hey, buddy. <laughs> yeah. But I don't That's what think makes it fun. They know yeah. you, so they are not. Right. Uh. <laughs> so I'll say they were in the back of the cave. They seemed a little bit scared, so I thought maybe we should all have a conversation. And I'll say, just so you know, we have two more friends. You can't see them right now, but they're able to hear you. Can we hear? We can hear him. So Flick can talk. Oh yeah. Tiny oh, head. Yeah. You just can't see him. But even then, he'll stick his head out of the tiny hut to where it's just like boop. And then he'll... he'll <laughs> it's upsetting. And after he's sort of... Head. Yeah. He's sort of scarred with the whole Esperanto thing. Oh, no. So he's going to say... He's going to ask, can you understand us? Like, he's just, like, very, like, <laughs> abrasive. Um, I, too, am very charming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah. That's the title. Uh, right. <laughs> I, too, am very charming. Yes. yes. Bria, I, this is a weird question that you may yeah. or may not remember the answer to. Did you say the word yes at any point while you were chatting with the goblin back there? Do you remember saying yes to anything? No, they haven't asked me anything. Okay. Am I, I mean, okay. I hope not. That's fine. Uh, so, so many people are going to rewind. So it was, I know, right? So I am also moving on the assumption that you have not. So they, uh, <laughs> they just sort of nod at you, Flick, all five of them. Okay. That's, okay. Uh, I, I'll now return. Now we should the word Yes. <laughs> I think he'll return back into the hut and just, like, observe from there. <laughs> okay, great. They they seem a little more at ease without the floating head <laughs> that asks them about their linguistic skills. Um, that also had horns. That also had horns. Great. Oh! Uh-oh. I shouldn't have shown myself. <laughs> Uh-oh. He's, he's so charming. I am. So my charming. charisma's high. Wow, my dice hate me. I didn't roll above a 10 in five rolls, so you're fine. <laughs> Holy shit, I got a nine on one of them. But... It's the okay. flute music. It's the flute music. Yeah. Right, sure, sure. You just kept playing. Can you understand? Us? Yeah, as I'm t- as I'm speaking, the air is flowing like, over. This is yeah. bonkers. I started with, are you guys, did you guys just have a magical experience? Yeah, and they were like, and no. Now they're happening? like, I think we're having one yeah. right now. <laughs> we eat the wrong mushrooms? <laughs> so I'm going to say, Great. listen, we need to get some sleep. Um, so we can't make this very long. Um, I'm really tired um, from being so charming. Um, so, Carnus' <laughs> face. Yeah, it was just really like not having it, and I loved it. Um, I'm gonna say, where are you guys coming from? What are you doing in here? What's going on? Give us your story. Yeah. So they sort of nod and uh, they tell you. They tell you the basics, because they don't know who you all are, and and once again, we have encountered five NPCs and nobody's asked anybody's name, and that's on me too, they didn't ask yours. Um, So they they basically just tell you that they used to live in the village that existed in this area before the mountains came and destroyed everything, and they have... And it wasn't a mountain before. No, there were hills in this area was not rocky, craggy mountains like this. When did it happen? How long ago? They say, uh, or or it's it's mostly that uh, goblin that talked to you back in the back, Bria, that is doing the talking, and she says um, it's it's hard to track time very ac- Oh, wait, no, she has a voice. Uh, it's, it's, it's hard to track time uh, very accurately, but it must have been at least a few months by now. It's not what I think of when I think of a goblin speaking. That's why you did it. Most of the things in The Last Refuge aren't what you think of when you think of the race that they are, so... Also, you said goblins, and 
I immediately was like, oh, God, now we got to fight. And then I was like, check yourself. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Um, I still, it's so funny because because of this game, I still very often forget that technically kobolds are lawful evil and often the enemies in games. I just want to be like, oh, how cute. I know, exactly. (laughs) Anyway, uh, so yeah, she tells you it's been a few months. They don't really have a good grasp on exactly how long. They used to live in the village. It got destroyed. Um, you know, they were kind of in trouble before that because things that the weather started to change. But then the mountains tore up the ground and destroyed their village. And they've been hiding mostly from that dragon in these mountains ever since, you know, subsisting on what they were able to gather from their ruined homes. And, you know, at first they were able to do a little hunting out here, but not recently. I... Yeah, Flick will Flick will chime in and ask. Um, obviously, you know the the village was where the Arcanium was, right? Is that where? Do they know what that is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. They nod and they say, "Yeah, our village wasn't terribly far from there." In fact, uh, and she points to uh, the two hobgoblins and she says, "In fact, uh, Veng and Groose uh, uh, were groundskeepers um, before, uh, well, before things started to change." Was the Arcanium opened? Uh, she shakes her head. She says, no, 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 not at all. Not until they arrived. Do you... Uh, I mean, it's it's been a while now since the Arcanium was raised into the air. Do you happen to know what's in the hole down below? Is that just simply where the Earth has, has been displaced? Or it, does that go somewhere? She shakes her head and she says, Honestly, none of us are really sure. It looks as if it's more than just displaced Earth. And for a time, when there were still more of the forces on the ground around that area, it was used sort of as an execution pit. But beyond that, um, no, none of us ventured close enough to, to have a look. Can mm. I Can I just ask, um, what are the five of you doing here? Whoa, no, has not seen Mirko. What are the four of you doing here? Are you, are you here to restore things. Can you do that? Is that even possible at this point? We're gonna try. The answer to the first question is we are here to restore things. I don't know about the answers to your other questions, if we're capable of that. She says, you know, I appreciate that honesty. We didn't have many adventurers around here before all of this, but the few that we did have would never have said something quite so honest, so thank you for that. Magic item, please! <laughs> <laughs> To take their meager supplies. Yeah, right. Um, I don't really have anything else. Um, here. I think Anybody she else? also asks, "Have you? Um, you mentioned that you b- befriended the great dragon." I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn back to my friends and give them a big smile. Oh yeah, because you all yeah, did not know that she said that. And out pops the head again. <laughs> what? Say, befriended is a strong term. Convinced to go away is probably a For bit a more bit. accurate. <laughs> Distracted. They Distracted. mostly they mostly look. We're de- on speaking terms. They mostly look deeply relieved by this revelation uh, at first, uh, for sure. Um, and then and then uh, they all look sort of amazed. Uh, and the the kenku uh, opens their beak, and the sound of like applause comes out. Um, and uh, the goblin sort of turns. The one that's been talking this whole time turns to you and goes absolutely incredible and, and frankly much less frightening than the idea that you made friends with it. How did you do it? How do... It's... it's it hunts. It's... It eats. It... Uh, it burrows. It does terrible things. <laughs> it hunts. It eats. It burrows. I am going to... Um, since we're about to take a little nap, I am going to... Oh, it takes so... Oh, wait. No, it lasts so long. One action. Great. I... I'm going to not even on purpose like disguise self is just going to happen and I'm going to turn into Gilderoy Lockhart um, <laughs> to cut <laughs> the faces. <laughs> I think I'm joking because this doesn't exist in this world but mostly because literally my answer to everything is I'm just very charming. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> why Gilderoy Lockhart is necessary yeah, I don't... <laughs> to be the reason why. That's just how I'm picturing Bria today. I do, and I, I, I'm living for it right now. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, I actually think that would really scare them, so I am not I going get to do money. that. But I do, I do think I'm going to just laugh and say that, um, not in a conceited right. way, but just I'm in a like, yeah. shrug in like, 
I don't know what to tell you. These are the stats I've got. Um, and yeah. And then I'm gonna point to the uh, the hat that Bazdir is wearing and be like, that thing helps too. This didn't help me very much. <laughs> I didn't know. Um, the Kenku looks. They, they all look to the hat. Uh, the Kenku in particular looks at it and opens their beak and goes. Uh, and and the sound of like someone going ooh comes out. Uh, so the goblin sort of nods and says, "But but did you like? Is this is this a permanent thing? Did you chase it off entirely? Will it be will it be back? How far did, do you? I just I ask these questions simply because uh, you know we would love to not take shelter in this deep in this cave anymore, but." stay in this cave till we're done. Uh, or dead. The, the goblin sort of nods and, and looks sort of crestfallen. And Can we give him some food? The, the kenku uh, sort of opens again their beak, and this time it's the sound of like... Um, Sad trumpets. <laughs> no, uh, that's very funny. <laughs> okay, so that's what comes out first, because I love that. Uh, but then, no, it's the sound of like a bunch of bird calls, and oh. the goblin turns back to them and just sort of nods and pats them on their shoulder and says, um, I know, I know, but we'll find the rest of your family and, and everyone else we've lost soon. They're around here somewhere. They must be. Oh. We definitely oh saw I, this is me saying not out loud yeah. okay. to the no, group, but okay. we definitely saw dead Kenku yeah. in the village, so yeah. that's yeah. sad. Is um, there anything that uh, you all could tell us about the people that have come here and disrupted this place that could potentially help us? She says, She sort of shrugs and says, I- I'm happy to answer questions, but they were an invading force, just the, the few of them that there were, and things began to change so quickly here, and we had no way of, of resisting. I, I don't know how much I can really tell you, and then of course since the mountains appeared and the villages were destroyed, everyone that survived has been doing our best to hide in these caves and, and survive until we can figure out what to, what to do. Uh, to be honest, I don't know how long you've been here, but I'm surprised you haven't come across any more of us. We haven't really been exploring many caves, to be fair. <laughs> she, she nods at that. I, I, I mean, I can kind of assume that Mirko... We haven't really talked a lot about, like, the progression of... I, I mean, we have a little bit. We've kind of touched on, like, the progression of the emergence of Kanya on this island. Mm-hmm. Kind of, like, how everything has progressed. Can they give us a little bit more insight on, like, maybe, like, how that happened in their experience? Sure. Like, all of us, were they thrown out of their village? Was it just, like, the ground popped out of the ground? Mm-hmm. That's a weird sentence, but you understand. <laughs> yes, I got you. Um, so they'll tell you about how the cold really started in the Arcanium. It started coming from there and sort of sweeping out slowly at first and then much more quickly. Um, she says, you know, it was really it was sort of... Uh, a blessing, honestly, the way that it happened, because as things began to get colder, before the ground was disrupted, was torn apart, um, it, it became too cold, really, for comfort. And so many of the people of our village, particularly the infirm, uh, the elderly, some children, uh, were sent uh, away, further away from the Arcanium, in the hopes that we could stop whatever was happening and have them return later. Um, but we weren't able to find anything to slow or stop the progress of the cold. And then, of course, the mountains came and we were all trapped here, left to hide in caves and survive as we could. Uh, and she sort of pats... Uh, she sort of pats the Kenku on the shoulder again, uh, as if, like, many of... Much of much of their survival is thanks to them. Thanks to that Kenku. Did any of these folks come in contact with anyone? Like, I don't know... Um, Let's, oh my god, I can never remember her freaking Semyaza. Semyaza, thank you. She sort of, the goblin shakes her head and says, I, I really couldn't say who people came into contact with, but there were disappearances. People gone missing. Uh, groundskeepers uh, were the first to go, and, and we eventually, and she turns to the, the two hobgoblins, eventually decided it was best to... Um, to not have the groundskeepers approach the Arcanium anymore. Clearly there was hostile forces there. Um, but no, I don't know if anyone in particular came to take them. They just vanished. Before they arrived, what 
was the Arcanium being guarded and was it being locked? Was it kept locked for a reason? Was it being used or? She says, no, it was a, it was a memorial to the past, um, but it, it was not open. It was never opened. We didn't know how to open it, to be honest. Um, it was as much a surprise to us as anyone else that these invaders were able to find those things, whatever they were, and open the door. I think that's kind of all I have. Is there anything else that you all can think of, like, that we may need, that we may find helpful? Um, I have two questions, mm-hmm. one of which could be helpful for us. Um, so I'd like to ask them, um, so obviously we understand that a great toll has been taken by your people, but I'm wondering whether there are any fighters or magic users among your ranks um, who also have an interest in containing this threat that might uh, might be able to help us as we as we continue um, our mission. That is a really good question. She thinks for a moment, and she looks actually a little surprised, as if she just put something together that she hadn't before. And she says, "Do you know we do? There are. I, I don't think any of them are, are quite so powerful as to be able to." Uh, uh, pull a fast one on a dragon, as it were. Um, but, but yes, there were adventurers among us, capable magic users and, and weapons masters, and they were the ones that vanished. Not exclusively, but hmm. now that I think upon it more co- closely, most of those who disappeared had some sort of experience, either in the magical arts or adventuring, or do you think that means something? Can I, without them seeing me, turn to Mirko? Yeah, in you're the in the hut, right? Tiny hut, yeah. and just and kind of look at him and not even say anything, but kind of insinuate, like, was that you all, or like, do you have any knowledge of that? Um, he sort of shrugs and and shakes his head and and reminds you that um, to, of two things. One, <laughs> you you know as well as he does, Semyaz is not very forthcoming to anyone with her plans, even right, her right. allies. Um, and two, he left the island before. The, all of this took place. Not all, but most of this took place. Yeah. Right. Um, Kit, you had a second thing. Yes. It's not necessarily helpful to us, but Kit would definitely want to ask, yeah. is there anything that we can do to help you? Do you need any supplies? Are any of you hurt? The other goblin who really has not said much, just sort of very deadpan, just been listening and sort of not, you know, not saying anything, whatever, not reacting to anything. Um, just sort of takes this like shuddering breath um, and sort of turns around away from the three of you that are out there and the other goblin who's been talking uh, just sort of pats him on the back and says um, truly and honestly um, yes but just the kindness of seeing a stranger offer help and not capture or death or any of the horrible things we've endured is um she looks over to the other goblin. Uh, well, it is a gift. Um, we are a bit low on supplies, but we certainly wouldn't want to take anything that you all will need from you. Much better that you are well supplied and well fed and able to help us. But if you have rations you can spare, we would certainly take them. Also, if you happen to run across anyone else, just keep an eye out. Um, most groups were likely uh, clever enough. Uh, to bring uh, their Kenku friends along with them, and so likely um, they will have security measures at the entrances to their caves. Um, and she sort of smirks and says, which uh, amount to scary noises made by uh, the Kenku. Uh, but just ignore those. Um, probably nothing. They're uh, probably a, a group. In fact, if anything, that would be a good indication uh, that there are probably people there uh, further in that could use your help. In terms of, like, our rations and anything that we can give up, I mean, I can always cast Goodberry at the beginning of the day for us, and if we run out of food, so I think, I will say, Kit is all for giving them at least some of our rations. Sure. Uh, yeah. I think that's mm-hmm. perfectly fine. Yeah. Yeah, they're very, very grateful. Um, the other goblin that, like, started weeping and turned around from you all, uh, once he's able to sort of collect himself, um... He finds a moment, Kit, to come up to you um, and hand you a little, like, slip of parchment with something written... You don't speak Goblin, do you? 
I don't think so. No. So there's no, something written on it uh, that you don't recognize. Um, but he says, um, if you um, if you happen to come across um, any other uh, goblins, and um, one of them happens to be um, to be named Jess, um, could you give this to her? And I will take it and fold it and put it in one of the empty. Um, on my bandolier, I'm assuming I have like an empty jar, and I will put it in there and cork it Aww. and say, "Yes, I will hold this close to my heart, and if I find them, I'll be sure to to pass the message along." He says, um, "For what it's for what it's worth, um, she lived uh, sort of on the outskirts of the village, so uh, maybe as you're leaving again, sort of um, near the edge of the mountains, might have been where her um, home was when when all this started." And I don't think any of us have traveled particularly far from where we started. Um, so I imagine if she's anywhere, um, she's likely back the way you all would have had to come. And I will I will nod. I'll say, when we leave, I'll definitely I'll be sure to look out for any any caves, any hidden areas where, where they might be. Uh, he says, um, check, check for the ones with the noises. And he tries to sort of <laughs> smile through that. Um, and, you know, you could tell he's like, did she get eaten? Did she survive the mountains in the first place? Mm-hmm. He has no idea. He's very concerned. Yeah. Uh, so if there's nothing else, at least for tonight, obviously they are going to go back to where they stay, and you can, of course, talk to them again in the morning. But uh, but for tonight... We'll tell them we probably will be leaving early in the morning, too. Oh, uh, wait. I, I have just a very last-minute question. Um, Do you all know any sort of, like, legend or something about, like, I don't know, a bunch of, like, elemental creatures that maybe <laughs> come together and fight one another every so often. They shake their heads. Did you see any weird darkness or light in the last few hours? They sort of shake their heads again. The goblin that's been talking says, no, we've been, um, I mean, we, you know, do our best to dampen our firelights from, from view, but aside from that, no. I can't think of any other questions. Well, then with that, they will gratefully take whatever rations you part with, thank you profusely. Uh, They say they will be back for sure to see you off in the morning, no matter how early it is. And they head back to their camp area deep, much deeper. Well, not much deeper, but deeper in the tunnels. And you all can return to the hut and get a long rest. And that's where we'll uh, finish off this episode. Not much of a cliffhanger, and I kind of like that. That's where... Oh, it was nice. We'll leave it for this week. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. Be sure to listen next week to find out well, what happens next? I honestly have no idea. I'm looking forward to finding out, I guess. Uh, so yeah, you can reach out to the DLR team by leaving us a podcast review or by dropping us a line on Twitter and Instagram. That's at DND Last Refuge, at D, the letter N, D, Last Refuge. And if you've got more than 280 characters to say to us, you can also email us at dndlastrefuge at gmail.com. If you want to know more about us as players, access our Patreon, see some awesome fan art, and get links to other streams and podcasts where you can see us playing even more D&D, you can go to our website, www.dndlastrefuge.com. As always, I want to thank Robert Hupp, my story consultant for this campaign, and of course all of you for listening. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Bazira, Kit, Brienne, and Flick. <laughs> Happy gaming, y'all. You all have just returned to yourselves uh, in the entrance to this cave. Uh, Flick, much to your uh, frustration, uh, it seems that whatever just happened to you interrupted your ritual casting of your heart. So you are going to have to start. The end of the episode Mm -hmm. ended with the tiny hut is cast. Oh, fuck me. Fine. Yeah. Yes. Oh, good job. Oh, good no, actually, job, that's Bria. better. Actually, that's better. All right, cut everything since we started playing up to now. Also, there's a train, so. <laughs> Stick it to him. All right. <laughs>